Hey, Garrett. Yes, Boca. Who goes to the bathroom for half an hour? Oh, my God. When you are in a long-term committed relationship, particularly if you're living with the person, those poops, the alarm system is when your legs go numb. And up until your legs go numb, all you do is just scroll, swipe, and enjoy the privacy of your beautiful, beautiful panacea known as the bathroom. A wise man once said, the poop will set you free. Hi, I'm Boca. And I take long poops. And welcome to the Bromance Podcast. That's two dudes talking about romantic comedies because love is dead, movies are real, and Judd Apatow needs a tighter editor because this shit went on far too long. What movie are we talking about this week, Garrett? This is 40, which is becoming a number that I will one day be, I'm realizing. I mean, God willing, we all will hit that number, you know, but it's like, it's both, oh, I sure don't want to die before 40, but also, Christ, if this movie's real, I hope it don't make it to 40 um, at the same damn time. So it's, it's a bit of balance. Why'd you pick this? Oh, I love it. It's super fucking good. Yeah. Like, I, well, here's why I like it. I like it because it's like just, a real, it's like, so a lot of rom-coms that we watch are like, you know, boy meets girl, girl meets boy, they love each other, and they have a falling out, and they realize that, like, they love each other the whole time, and then, you know, the credits end. This is just kind of <laughs> cool, because it's like, someone that's already married, they're already together, they never really are going to get a divorce, or, like, fall in love, it's just kind of like, you're just watching a snapshot of someone's marriage during, like, a trying time in their life, and it's just cool, because even when we're going to talk about this, you kind of can just talk about it like people that you know. Like, it just is like, oh yeah, they're just going through some shit, and here's what's happening, as opposed to, like, you know, I'm more structured, less money or less messy plot line. I mean, this is hotter than most 40 year old couples, I believe, if nothing else, between Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann's thing, like most of these motherfuckers wish, you know. Uh, also, he might not have even, well, maybe he was in his very late 40s in this movie. Paul Rudd? Yeah, he ages so Benjamin Buttons that, like, you can't even tell. Paul Rudd is currently 53. This movie came out 10-ish years ago. Um, so, yeah, he, okay. he was 40, 42, 43 at the time. Yeah. Okay, never mind. There you go. Shout out Wikipedia. Shout out my new two-monitor setup. I can hit you with the facts twice as quickly. Fuck um, me. I'm so screwed. Don't you have two monitors? Oh, yeah. I just don't have the facts up because it spoils the uh, name game. It's true. You can't do the name game, but everything. Uh, fair. Okay. Can if I, I put you to? Up, the temptation to cheat would be too great. Fair. So, you know, we'll get, we'll get the names out of the way really quickly. Oh, and we haven't even talked about this is a pseudo sequel to 2007's Knocked Up, which we discussed yeah. in an earlier season. Uh, yeah. So this is like five years later. Um, that one starring Seth Rogen and uh, Captain Hegel and Paul Rudd and Leslie Mann were in there as well as a married couple. Uh, and now we're, we're visiting them again. But it's like we have some other actors who are in both playing different people. Yes. Yeah, like Jason Siegel, I think Charlene Yee were in both, but are now not the same person. Yeah. Or at least Jason Siegel definitely is. It's a little bit of like the Judd Apatow's like the Quentin Tarantino of comedy, where it's just like mm. he has his squad that he likes and he likes how they deliver his writing. So he just is like, we'll just swap you back in and people will forget that you used to be in the other thing. I mean, everyone does that at this point, right? Christopher Nolan will get a uh, fucking Peaky Blinders motherfucker, uh, Chillian Killian, Cillian Murphy. Uh, you know, Quentin Tarantino with uh, Samuel Jackson. No, not even just Samuel Jackson. Who's his main guy? Uma uh, Thurman. Well, they both have two movies. Caprio a lot. Yeah, yeah. Everyone loves Leah, really. That's the he's in everything. Scorsese. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of Samuel L. Jackson. Scorsese is also Leonardo DiCaprio. Everyone loves dude. He just gets Leo's a whore in every way possible. He's a fucking whore. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he opens his legs for any good script. He's like, give me that Oscar, Daddy. Um, okay. 
this movie, it's going to be so easy to get to the plot because the plot is nothing. But somehow this movie went on for 133 minutes. That's over two hours. That was extremely unnecessary. Wow. That's longer than at least one Star Wars, you know? That is true. Yeah, and that's an opera. So, Celebi. Yeah. So five years have passed since Knocked Up and Leslie Mann's character owns a boutique uh, and uh, Paul Rudd's character owns a small record label. Garrett, Leslie Mann's character, Fuck. what's that name? Um, okay, so I know her husband's character because I was forced against my will to watch Shaping Up with the Kardashians and it reminds me of a relevant person. Um, hers was like, I remember it being, oh, fuck, well, it's like a Midwestern shit name. Is it is it like a technically true? Yes. Okay. Yeah, they're a like, Okay, it's like kind of white trash. Okay, do we don't got like Walmart? Easy with how much you disparage the name. I <laughs> mean, uh, oh no, I went to high school with, with one of these. Um, uh, <laughs> freaking Kathy, no, Chibra. Deborah, Debbie, 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 Debbie. That is correct. Debbie, locking it in. Yes, you got it. Yeah, Western. Every all our Debbie listeners gonna be like, "Hey, hey. Jesus, man, I was just trying to relax." Eviscerate us. No, okay. Trying so, to do Debbie shit. So, what about uh, Mr. Paul Rudd, who owns a record label and has such pretentious takes on music that are very incorrect? Uh, that's Pete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete. It made me think of Pete Davidson. What do they have in common? Oh, this is my earlier point is I was forced to watch the Kardashians and then that was top of mind because they go into the Pete Davidson thing and then watch the between there like Pete and I'm like, sweet, easy layup mental connection. I'm going to keep this one for the podcast. Okay, that's helpful. I'm glad for you. Although the Kardashians are a terrible family and we shouldn't give them any time, money or support. Um, it wasn't my choice. Yeah, I know. You get pulled into sh- I, 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 my, you, you constantly think I'm oh, Bo- Boca with his Frasier-esque tendencies, but certainly my most uppity thing is like, I think 80% reality television is terrible and shouldn't exist. It is, people. but it's, I will say, I will yeah. concede this much. Certain yeah. reality TV shows give you the same high as sports. Like, it is sports for Tackling? women who don't enjoy sports, which is like, there's big egos, there's star power, quote unquote, there's like, you know, risks, there's a lot of like, you know, it's, it can get fairly high octane. I can understand how they can get into it from that angle in the same way that like, if you look at sports objectively, my heart goes pumping for the NFL. But you're like, okay, there's a bunch of guys in spandex. They like snap a play. It's over in 12 seconds. It's hard. Three minutes through commercials. Like, yeah, it's a pain in the ass. And there's a lot of downside. So is reality television. But when it hits, that hits. No, the difference between sports and the, the, I'll I'll draw a line here. All right. The Bachelor even. I'll put above the line. Uh, Big Brother, I put above the line. When there's a competition for a thing, it's above the line, kind of. But any Real Housewives, uh, Real World, Keeping up with the Kardashians, that modern remake of the real world that was on Netflix, but isn't. Um, uh, the Circle or whatever that thing. The Circle, the Ultimatum, all that. All very dumb, all making you dumb, worse people. Yeah. And I'm saying love this. Is, the ones that, though, the, they are hitting a unique angle of love is blind, love is deaf, love is dumb, that sort of shit. Like, like, like the three monkeys? Sense, that is kind of interesting. And they also, this other one I was forced to watch that was like, ultimatum where it's like a bunch of couples are given 25 year olds from texas being like if we don't get married now i'll be an old maid my family will put me out to pasture i saw the best tiktok about this we'll get to the movie but i saw the i saw the best about that thing which is like like i'm kathy and i'm 22 and this is brett he's a big bag of shit he's a fucking nightmare and if i'm not married to him by the end of this show it's just like i will kill him and then myself exactly it's like you fucking hate him he sucks you're even saying it 
listen, it's like Outcast said, you know, to paraphrase, hey, y'all, it's like, why are we here type shit? Yeah. It's like some people just don't. A hit dog will holler. Some people just can't stand to be alone. Facts. Yeah. All right. So this movie opens with Des. Sorry. This movie opens with Debbie and Paul <laughs> and Pete. Uh, and Pete has this record label. And he's doing his best to sign not Fleetwood Mac type shit. Did you know Graham Parker and the Rumors? No, I literally Googled it because I was like, I was is this real or not? confident that they made this band up to give them something. And I was like, like, uh, what was it? Something, the guy from Get Him to the Greek and uh, Skinny Tall Russell Brand. Exactly. Whoever he's playing. I was like, oh, it's one of those probably. And then I was like, you know what? The music in this movie is interesting because it's not good to me. <laughs> and like, it's very off the wall, weird ass, like music guy choices that just felt like App- Judd Apatow's playlist. And he's like, fuck it. This is what Pete would listen to because it's what I like. So mm, and he is to- me and I get to watch him fuck exactly. my wife, which I love. Exactly. So it's like, okay, if he's going to fuck my wife, he might as well listen to the soundtrack that I fuck my wife to. And so mm-hmm. the rumors and I was like, oh my God, they are real. And the fact that I had to Google them proves the point of the movie, which is no one's listening to this fucking band. Like even, even me, you know, I got my very rich and robust white people friendly playlist with over a hundred songs on it. Right. They're not on here. They're not. They're I got not. Edison Lighthouse, Paula Cole, Mountain Goat, Sinead O'Connor, The Smiths, The Guess Who, American Football, Bee Gees, Vanilla Fudge, Mighty Mighty Boston's, Blondie, Kate Bush, Future Islands. No Graham Parker. The rumors. I got a lot of rumors from Fleetwood yep. Mac. Shout out to Mac. Ah, but no. Fuck. So what Boca has is he has top 100 mainstream white. This is the equivalency of a white guy that listens to Biggie and Pac and goes, I know hip hop. But Judd Apatow went deep white. He went the deep tracks that even the whites don't know about. Mm-hmm. He went so aggressively Caucasian that I knew not one fucking thing in this movie. Underground ivory, they call it. It's uh, <laughs> fucking good. Thank you. All right. Uh, yeah, so he's trying to promote the reunion tour of Graham Parker and the Rumor. Um, and they're also trying to... Oh, they're both their birthdays are the same week. This movie takes place over at least like 10 days, which is a very tumultuous 10 days for their marriage. Um now let's, let's go back to the opening. It opens with them fucking in the shower, which is great aesthetically, but like yes. water's terrible lube. Um, and Pete, Pete makes the mistake. I want to talk about it, but we can keep moving. No, talk about it. Share your, speak okay. your truth. So it's like, I agree. Shower, here's what it is. Not enough water, terrible lube. So like shower sex, there's some water, just enough to make it terrible. It's raining. Sex. It's raining. Pool sex, if you have nothing but water, works. Mm. It's it's a it's probably a gross visual for people that don't have their own private pool and it's a community pool. But if it's your own pool, you know, it's it then all of a sudden everything's fine. And I don't get how it works. Where's the threshold between not enough water and too much water? And why are the scientists not talking about this? It's always COVID this, COVID that. It's not how much water makes for good lube. Hey Garrett. Yeah. Garrett. Yes, Boca. We both live in apartment complexes. I don't want to talk about it. I didn't I'm, want to be outed. I didn't oh want to be outed. my God. I'm calling the police. Me. Well, I'm calling the police. Stay where you are. All right. I'm going to keep you on this podcast. Way. And then you're going to hear, you're going to hear a FBI, you know, Christ kids, kids are trying to learn how to swim and you're out here defiling their safe space. Well, you don't do things in the pool. You don't, you don't conclude, you know, the conclusion isn't happening in the pool. Never conclude in the pool, kids. If there's one thing you can take away from the Bromance podcast brought to you by Garrett. Yeah. Um, Don't don't conclude in the pool. 
Anywho, Pete makes a mistake of letting Leslie Mann, uh, of letting Debbie know. I was like, oh man, this Viagra shit's great. Record scratch, sex stops. You need Viagra to fuck me. It's like, oh Christ. I know. Well, he's yeah. like, oh, no, I just want to give you like the premium dick, like that oh. extra, spe- which I will say, any dude who doesn't need Viagra has mm-hmm. always thought, what if I took, what if I, if I take it and I don't even need it, what if I get turbo dick? Mm-hmm. What if my dick goes superhuman, next level, KO Ken type shit and mm-hmm. performs way above what it's normally capable of? But mm-hmm. then what if it performs at such a high bar for too many hours to the point that it can't <laughs> You stop? mentioned this earlier. Yes. <laughs> your and biggest say, fear is the, if your erection uh, lasts more yes, than four hours thing. The biggest fear is my own dick. Yeah, yeah. Our deepest fear is not that we're inadequate. Our deepest fear is our own dick, or whatever that poet said. Uh, <laughs> and, and plus, you know, you know, the cure for that is like it's it's all about the blood. So they need to insert a needle in not in, not through the urethra, but into your dick. I believe they literally to, have to drain the main vein. Yeah, ah, it's, yeah, a lot of poetry on this episode. Uh, yeah, so that that is terrifying. However, I mean, what are the what are the odds? It's just my luck, man. It's just what it just my luck. Just oh yeah, my luck that I'm stuck with a permanent erection. <laughs> you know, and then what do I do? That kind of is mean, yeah, just your luck. You take small objects around the apartment, use your own penis like a trebuchet, and see how far you can launch it. But that can only go so far. Literally and metaphorically. Facts. Yeah. So. Uh, Debbie cuts the music. How dare you use uh, Viagra to fuck me before my 38th, actually 40th birthday? That's he's also like, so psychotic to me. This is oh, the lie about it. People that do this, but are like, I'm turning 38. I'm turning 38. You're like, we know you're being 40. I don't want to be 40. I had two more years to be 40, so I'm going to be 38. It's like, just fucking get over it. Or go to therapy or buy a calendar. Even as a habitual liar such as myself, I won't lie about that because you know what? It's like it's an unnecessary add to the workload I'm already carrying. Yeah, so at some point you are gonna say, Oh yeah, I remember my 30s, and then you're gonna be, oh fuck. I mean, I am in my and then you just look like an asshole or a sociopath. Yeah, and it'll come up later, but fuck it. This movie's so just a series of vignettes, it doesn't matter if we go to order. She's at the doctor, she's at her gynecologist, and she she lied on the don't lie to your doctor no. ever. So he does make Didn't a great house. Because like, oh no, I know your age. I can count the rings. <laughs> while, while her legs are up in the stirrups and he's got the, was it a speculum? Yeah. Is that the tool? Maybe. I don't know. It seems awful. Yep. That's what it is. And if I had a vagina, that is. The last thing I would ever want is basically a car jack in my pussy. And that's oh basically <laughs> what I think that might be. Yeah. It seems very similar. I'm, I'm, I'm never going to a gynecologist to tell you that much. Me too. I do not mm-hmm. want to throw some D's on that bitch. <laughs> Love, love the sample on that song. I call your name by Switch, one of my favorite songs of all time. All right. Uh, so Pete's business is struggling financially because he's an asshole. Yeah. And well, it is interesting because he is an asshole, but he goes into a thing where musically, like, I started my own label because I couldn't get a job anywhere else. And I'm like, they have fuck you money. Like they have like a house in like LA that's big and has like a drives a BMW buried into the grass. That's what I know. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a flat to the ground trampoline. I mean, that's, that's wealth. Mm-hmm. So he was successful enough in his career to make fuck you money and then fucked up bad enough to have to start his own label. That's the movie I want made. You're like, what bridge did he burn that he's now kind of blacklisted and can only get yeah. Graham Parker in the room or a real band that we both know existed? Um, 
Meanwhile, Debbie has like a boutique that sells stuff. It's 2012. I don't know what women's fashion was. I'll leave it alone. But uh, her employees are Charlene Yee and fucking Megan Fox. Um, And the implication is that like, it it very much feels like, man, Megan Fox does not take this job seriously. And we think she might be robbing robbing the place because they're like 12K short. How do you get all the way up to 12K short? You don't say some shit. Well, with all due respect to his wife, like it does feel like her business is a hobby. Like, it's mm. like, this is a store she has in much the way Romy and Michelle, how at the end they like get that store from the dude with a ton of money. Like she wants something to do. So she has the store with two little employees to feel like stuff's happening. And then he's the one that like made all the money. And like, so it's like, we're losing two grand, three grand, six grand. And then it works its way up to 12 because you don't even feel it. You know, mm. I feel like 60% of women's dream is to own a boutique and no further questions can be asked because the details are not there. That's unfair. We've seen two rom-coms, but like, do you want a boutique? Me? No, God, no. Well, I mean, you can, I guess you can sell whatever. I don't know. Nothing else is like a job, and I don't want a job. I got the one. The only time like a boutique is cool is like some celebrity all of a sudden finds it and loves it, so they're willing to pay $1,800 for a t-shirt that says the Rolling Stones on it that you cigarette burned a few holes into, so they think it's, you know, OG. Mm-hmm. I've shopped at a boutique fewer than 10 times in my life. You know, it's not a regular thing I plan to be doing. Um, Fine. So uh, after speaking uh, with her friends, Jason and Barb, Debbie decides to improve her marriage and family. Oh, this is the worst. Oh, wait, actually, I'll I'll back up one step. Uh, They they have the two daughters played by the actual kids. I love these kids. Shout out Maude on Euphoria. Um, Don't know her character's name, but uh, shout out. My favorite character in this movie is the little baby, Iris. She was adorable. Are those Judd Apatow's actual kids? Yes, he has adorable children. They look just like her. So I was like, oh, shit, like this is. That must have been nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because those, de- those are also great casting, or those are literally her children. Those are literally her children. Uh, Maude Apatow plays Sadie. Iris Apatow plays Charlotte, uh, 13 and 8 years old, respectively. Um, and yeah, Iris Apatow is Charlotte, uh, the 8-year-old. And she, of course, it's, it's a Judd Apatow movie, so it's very much adult lines coming out of this child's mouth. Yeah. Um, but she was wonderful, and she can play the piano, and she just wants her big sister to be nice to her. Yeah. It's yeah. Dope. Yeah, so I'm, I'm again, I'm very... I'm, jumping around she's definitely going to get my who did you love here she's on the list yeah. all right um and also sadie's uh she's 13 so she's going through puberty and she's an eighth-ish grade and uh she's obsessed with lost did you watch lost Which, okay this the byline of either this episode or the movie should have been hope you finished lost because otherwise fuck <laughs> you because this movie's going to destroy the entire last season of lost for you and it it's does been it unapologetically it's been 10 years I know, but at the time this came out, that would have been like oh, very recent thing of like I don't know what the cultural zeitgeist is right now, but like I don't know, Squid Games last October. Jesus, what's what's hit hot right now? Uh, winning time. Nobody's watched Atlanta anymore except us, but not even you. But like Atlanta's really good right now. It's on the list. Uh, Tokyo Vice uh, is coming up on HBO. I don't know. Top Chef Houston is apparently it's a mediocre season. Anyway, but yeah, spoiling all that shit. Bad. Um, and she's super, she's been, the whole thing is like, she's binged all of Lost yeah. in like a week. And they're like, and she's at like the last two episodes. She is at the last two episodes of Lost when her mother, after talking to her friends who don't know shit, maybe they know shit, but they don't know shit. Like, you know, that's right. I'll decide to improve my family unilaterally by taking away internet access aside from 30 minutes in the evening, taking away the iPads and making us all eat healthier. That's how Caesar got killed. This is such a like 
I feel like men and women in crisis do different things. Mm. I feel like when dudes are in crisis, it's like make dumb purchases, bolster yourself, uh, try a new fashion look that is completely antithetical to you as a human being. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, try to either sleep with a lot of people or like go over and above your normal thing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like chicks try to do the like, rebuild every aspect of your life but that's not even good enough anyone that's in your life also needs a redone life because it isn't that you're having a problem it's not only you but it's everyone around you also needs to be having a problem that we must mm -hmm. fix and particularly when you're like dating or married to someone it's like oh good it's an us thing now which is funny because when she brings up like the long list of shit that they need to work on he's like yes you should work on your anger yes you should stop smoking cigarettes and it kept being like no we need to and he's like yes no that's what i said i said we need to mm -hmm. Peggy Olsen once said in Mad Men, stop barging in here and infecting me with your anxiety. I'm sorry you're unhappy about being 40. You're taking lost away from me. If nothing else, you should have made a parlay. Okay, we're starting this tomorrow. Can we as a family perhaps binge these last two so I can finish the fucking show? Um, making the family eat lettuce without dressing. Also, I feel like before any big routine change, you need to have like an orgy of the old habits. Like you mm. need to be like, okay, Monday, the whatever starts. So like Saturday and Sunday, let's just do all of it to the point that we're sick of whatever the habit is. Like take yeah. three boxes of cigarettes, just smoke till you vomit. Mm. Yeah, gross. But yeah. And, and also on the list of things, this one was kind of both legitimate and also it's, it's complicated. Uh, uh, Debbie tells Peach needs to stop lending her uh, his father money. Facts. Garrett. Yeah. Did you recognize the father? Oh, I knew you were going to call me on this, and I did. It's the motherfucker from Broadcast News, and he's great as a dick. He was a really good, like, lovable dad, but also the type of guy you just want to slap in the face. Albert Brooks, motherfuckers. That was that was good timing too, because we literally just watched that shit. Yeah, that was an accident. We we just we, there's the the consciousness. You know, the universe put these in my brain. The order that I established. I like to thank God. Um, yeah. Oh, he was so fucking funny. He's he he's my who did you love in this movie? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's those two. If those two had more scenes, yeah. oh my god. If if we baby Iris, uh, we baby Charlotte and uh, Albert Brooks had more scenes together, oh, that would warm the cockles of my heart. Um, also, and we'll get to this, but if the fucking parents that are in their sixties and seventies could stop making children, it was an accident. They're like ten. Well, it's like even her dad is like. This is oh. on my entire new family. The kids mm. are like 10 years old and 13. And it's the same like, age as your daughter. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, dude, like the fuck? Like, yeah, you're too old for this shit. Shut it down. Yeah. So Larry Albert Brooks, I'm going to test you on the name. His, his thing is he got remarried. All right. Paul Rudd's character's mother had passed. Fine. Larry gets remarried to a woman who's 45. Uh, 60 divided by two is 30. 30 plus seven to 10. 37 to 40, she's in range. Cool. Um, but she wants children. Um, so he's like, fine, we'll do in vitro fertile uh, IVF. And he's like, this this will never take. She's already 40. Wait, 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 time out. If the kids are like, those little kids, the triplets, are like seven. Yeah. yeah. 45 months, seven. No, they're not seven. How old do you think they are? I don't know, they're kids. Like three they're I mean, not three they're in that little pool and he's like shooting them this is funny we don't know kids ages yeah i know they're like four they're, four. they're, they're somewhere between one and 18 and uh there's three of them they're not they're not, they're not teenagers yet for sure they um, still had their baby hairs they had like pull-ups like maybe the ones that are like transitioning. they like to be picked up yeah so five or under yeah yeah fine so let's say five so she was 40 when she got the ivf he's, 49 he's or 50 years old 
Sorry. She's like 48, 49 years. She was 45 at the start of this, which is also gross. My my stepmom kind of is five years older than me. Well, I thought she got IVF at 45. And that's why he said, oh, the doctor is even winking. Like, there's no way this shit's going to fucking take. Maybe so all, like, all this math we're doing is to get to the point you just uh, said. So let me shut up and oh, just sorry. get to it. No, no, no. Because I was, I was spending way too much time on this. Also, fucking Paul Rudd paid for the IVF. You know it. because he, yes, Do you know how much IVF is? too much which sucks grand. easy oh never worth it yeah sorry so, like, sorry sorry fucking... sorry sorry i'm 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 not even 30 i'm sorry i'm sorry everyone but like jesus I was christ discussing this with someone and my knee-jerk reaction was dude do you know what type of porsche you can get for a hundred grand no my th- it's the same quite frankly this, ugh, I'm, I'm begging for pain i'm begging for galactic retribution at this point it's the same thing when people go to the dog breeder and I'm going to wait till you're drinking water so you can spit it out. It's the same thing when people go to the dog breeder and pay five grand for a name brand dog. I Sure, I would love a name brand, but you can adopt and still get the same unconditional love and save a fuck ton of money. I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but like the Frenchie community, for example. Right? Oh, it's like, you're sure. You, fuck, mm, fuck, I know. Choose, I'm going to go at it. I know. You, wanna, you can, you can dub grand. over no, your own I'm voice. and just your other Because there are other ones. You can say Corgi. Okay, well, okay, I grew up with a Shih Tzu, so it's the same thing. Like, but I your dog now is a German Shepherd. No, but yeah, but that's she, also mixed with like 18 other dogs. You adopted. Like, she's a mutt. So there it's you like, go. Okay, you know, I went to an animal shelter. I paid $40. I have a mutt with no health issues. Why? Because she's 18 different dogs. These little designer fucks. More health so issues. Inbred that mm-hmm. they're little cute faces that everyone loves. They can't breathe. They can't speak or they can't, they have jaw alignment issues. They can't eat food. They have like irritable bowel syndrome where if they even smell a food they're not supposed to eat, they just start power shitting into the carpeting. And then they get that face that's like, I'm too stupid to know what's happening, but I know it's wrong. And then you just want to euthanize. I'm not on the last part, but I'm with you. Uh, <laughs> take it easy, Gerbils. But yeah, fucking um, the Frenchies, the Pugs. Uh, that's kind of it. But those two. Even Shih Tzus. I loved my Oh, Shih do they have the same them. thing? Their eyes run and get goopy and then the fur sticks to their eyeballs. I mean, it's oh my like, God. It's- Mutts are healthier. Yeah. Every vet will tell you this. It's, yeah. This is turned into Joe Rogan podcast, but like mutt uh, dogs. 100%. And then it's like... It's- I was literally, I was about to say, like, what if they like took people? Like, what if they took like our families and made them fuck for generations until we became small, cute little people that they could like. That's the fucking Hasburg jaw, the fucking English bloodline. Uh, Queen Elizabeth and fucking Prince uh, Philip are related. They're third cousins. Oh my God. We're related. Rest in peace. I the crown, so I didn't, I haven't really dug in on the royal family, but that does check. Is that the whole like, like, I don't even know if it's the British royal family, but like an example of like royal inbreeding was the idea of a Hasbrook jaw, where it was like, oh man, this line is so fucked up that they have a congenital, like, oh, our jaw's all fucked up and our teeth don't chew nice. Um, Stop banging your family members. There's one takeaway don't conclude in the pool. I don't know why I'm phrasing it that way. Mm. And don't fuck your cousins. Yeah, don't fuck your cousins, everybody. Um, so, and also get adopt, don't shop. Uh, so, school shit, school shit, school shit. Oh, Debbie goes to the gynecologist and discovers she's pregnant. Yeah, that's fucked up. That sucks. Uh, Sorry. That sucks. Well, it's like, because, okay, so they're going through issues. She kind of, this is why I like this movie. You can talk about it like they're just a married couple that you know and you're just mm. randomly reciting shit you know about them. Yeah. So, like, 
she finds out that like he learned the numbers of the because this whole thing is like i don't know the numbers yet of like how this record is selling for this band grand park and the rumor yeah yeah and like she's like oh okay like waiting on the numbers and then slowly realizes like or learns from their cpa like yeah you're getting the 12 grand issue but your your husband's given his dad eighty thousand dollars and on top of that, like his he's hemorrhaging cash because his fucking business sucks ass. And mm-hmm. you've missed mortgage payments and he's missed the payments on his office. And like he's fucked. And we got the numbers and he's fucked. Mm-hmm. And so you have the background of that and then fighting and everything else. And then to go to the off, go to the thing, you're already not excited to be 40. And then you have find out you're gonna have a third fucking kid when you're broke, your marriage is in shambles, and you're about to be 40. Just <laughs> well, not at all. Just uh you really, really could. Listen, I'm, I'm smart enough to know you never tell uh, eh, to do it. I know. However, well, it didn't come up. I feel like when you, well, here's the thing. I feel like when you already have children and you are married and your relationship isn't a good, like, but it wasn't this person. For, I know, but you've been with this person for like a decade. Like that would probably be, if I'm empathizing with the, with the woman, like as a woman, it would be hard to first time Garrett's done this. Let's see if your head explodes. <laughs> it would be hard to like do that and then go back to your like you and your husband just try to carry forward and like look at your kids knowing that there's a third one that isn't there. You know what I mean? Like, mm, no, I think I think, or, I think I think already having to makes like listen, I did it, I did it. We have two. That's good. Yeah. Mm. I, like I went forth and multiplied. Leave me alone, I think father. You barely want one, so you're looking at two as your pittance being. Oh paid. Jesus! Whereas oh. I think they wanted. Why have two kids, Garrett? Why have two? What it's, if one dies and you still need someone to work the land? Time. That's the, listen. Both my parents have five siblings, some of whom died in, like youth. Okay, uh, so it's like rest in peace. So it's like that was in like Nigeria in like the '60s. Now in America in the 20s. Huh, that's fun to say. Uh, why? You know, oh, well, I think it's the, the, the thing that I've heard is it's like you get a dog for your dog so they'll entertain each other. Jesus Christ, I turned 30 in two years? Yeah. Two and a half years, I turned 30. I'm a puke. I just didn't know. I just turned 30. I can, I buzz the side of my heads into this little fade look now because when I look in the mirror, there's fucking grace if I don't. Oh no! Well, it helps you don't have a beard. My life. Oh man, take a look at my life. I'm a lot like you. Garrett and I are going to have an existential crisis real quick when we come back from this commercial break. We'll actually talk about the movie and stop saying things that make people hate us. We'll try. Maybe. And we're back. Garrett and I have worked through whatever nonsense was going through our brains in the first half, and we're all ready to give you a focused tight, concise, informative, educational podcast. Is any of that true? No, none of it is. None of it. None of it at all. But we'll try, you know, and that's all, yeah. that's all you can do, you know, in yeah. this day and age. Um, so uh, we mentioned earlier, $12,000 is missing from Debbie's business and it took up to $12,000 for her to say, I should do something about this. Um, so she thinks that Desi, uh, Megan Fox's character is stealing it. Uh, she sees uh, footage of her fucking somebody in the store. She's, but she, she's always wearing expensive clothes. All right, let, let me take her out and we'll talk and then I'll see if I can get a confession out of her. They end up uh, clubbing uh, and going clubbing. And, you know, Debbie loves it because she's getting some positive male attention from somebody besides Pete who doesn't need Viagra. Uh, it's not a need thing. He opted into it. It was a supplement. You know, he did. He did admit later on he used it for two years because straight and just wasn't telling her. Mm. 
Was, it, was that true or was he just trying to stab? No, that felt like it was true. It felt like it was true. Yeah. Yeah. I think he just slipped up and finally said it to see, make it seem like a one off to test the waters of how cool she would be with that. And then it blew up. It was a trial balloon that was received yeah. very poorly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So she's out with uh, Desi and they're dancing and shit and they're meeting. I, was that a hockey player hell famous? Uh, I don't know. You don't Is follow hockey. Ho- anyone not Gretzky hella famous? Can I? Like, uh, like Ovechkin? To be famous. I don't know. Honestly, if you told me that that was a Russian insurgent agent, I would believe it. For Ukraine. Uh, Okay, fine. I bet they they were guys and we just don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah, fine. Um, But anyway, uh, at the end of the night, end of the night, Debbie's like, yo, Megan Fox. And she's like, yes, Leslie, man. Um, Are you stealing from my business? And she's like, no. I was like, well, good to know. Uh, Well, how how do you pay for all the shit? She's like, oh, I'm an escort. Uh, I only do it like five days a, a year, you know, 10 days a year, 15. It's like, it felt like a fucking auction the way it took. She t- kept t- going up to like 25 and then she's like, and like people think it's prostitution, but by no means do you have to fuck them. I always fuck them. That's why I only do it 14 times a day. Yeah. A year. Like, it just kept escalating and it was so fucking funny. Yeah. Yeah. But that explains how she pays for shit. Because like, Both that- would you be a male escort if women would pay you to do it? I need to see the, are you allowed to pick your clients? You cannot. It's like, well, I mean, that's the women, problem. It's like you have like younger. Well, I mean, you get to meet them online in those sugar, whatever websites, but it's mm-hmm. like, or I don't know how this works, but escort websites. Mm-hmm. But like, so I'm assuming you'd like see a thumbnail image, but I'm assuming most chicks that are in their early to mid twenties that are like with 60 year old dudes aren't exactly like hubba hubba. They're just yeah. like least bad option. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem. Like, if you if you don't get to choose your clients, I don't want to. If you're top, if you're the if you're the one percent, you get to choose your clients. I think, but broad strokes, no. I'm, okay. Okay, fair. What was your answer to this question, Garrett? Oh, no, you Uno reversed card to me. I yeah. would say, yeah, if it was in a website scenario and you had multiple options to pick from and you could kind of curate the least worst option and the money was psychotic mm-hmm. for a brief period in time, could I become a gigolo? Maybe. Yeah. If it's fucking. On the table. What, what was the, mother, the motherfucker? You can do it. He had Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, Deuce Bigelow, Mayor oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob uh, Schneider. Rob Schneider, yeah. How yeah. was he? How was his character able to break through the game? What was his X Factor? Uh, I thought he was just amazing in bed, and it was like word of mouth. It was the same kind of premise, I thought, behind like, didn't Dane Cook make it, made a movie about fucking a lot because he was Dane Cook and he wanted to do a movie about fucking a lot? That was good luck, Chuck. Everyone he slept with after him finds love for his, of uh, their life. So they're like, well. Fuck him once, and then you find your husband. Like, oh, that's the, a lot of people want to find the one. Um, cool. Uh, so it's like, oh, but uh, but Megan Fox, where's the money going? It's like, oh, it's obviously Charlene Nee's character. She's literally addicted to oxycontin. Um, and then cut two. Wait, what? You have a face. One of the funniest monologues in the history of cinema. I was fucking crying at how yeah. off the wall and unhinged <laughs> the shit she said and how she said it. Like yeah. it was, she'd be like, "Yo, yeah, no, I was stealing. Sorry, but like, I'm an addict. I'm an addict. Feel bad for me. I'm an addict. I'm an addict." Like she would just go like so insanely off. I would love yeah. to see how many takes of just like letting her run and just see what psychotic shit would come out of her mouth. Whatever yeah. was not included, I need. Yeah, no, Charlene. She she was great. She was in this. Not that I'm on her Wikipedia. It's like, what? Where I feel did like she go? So they tried um, to make her happen along with uh, the dude from Juno. They were like a package deal. Michael Sarah. Yeah, like Michael Sarah. Michael really Sarah got his. It felt like 
they were like she was going to be female Michael Sarah, and then it just she kind of never happened. She's done a lot of voice work. She's uh, she was in Steven Universe for like five years. She's had a voice in Trolls World Tour, tour small character, and Always Be My Maybe, which I don't remember. We Bear Bears, uh, you know that show with the three bears, like a panda, a polar bear, and like a grizzly bear. And it's very adorable. Um, I don't, I haven't seen it, but I've seen like clips. Oh, she on Twin Peaks. Uh, okay, I never saw that. Jane the Virgin for like an episode. Love for a couple episodes. Yeah. Oh, oh, and she was in House for a little bit too, like a very little bit. I think it was when House was looking for his next team. Uh, oh, yeah, any, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Any who? So yeah, it's her. Uh, and she she was funny and she sold the stuff. So, um, oh, uh, fucking oldest daughter, Maude Apatow, Euphoria girl. It's weird because in Euphoria she plays a high schooler, and here she's like an eighth grader. So like this yeah. is what she should have been kind of but let's not have fucking actual 14 to 17 year olds in euphoria um that would be for the worst for everyone um but yeah she was getting not not even cyber bullied it's facebook because it's 2012 the kids weren't really on twitter like that yet um and uh oh this boy in her middle school made a hot or not list um and on, he talked about it on Facebook. like, you idiot. And it's kind of ironic because isn't how we think that hotter, that Facebook started? Oh, 100%. He's like, let's power rank the hotness of women at Harvard and then we'll ruin the entire social structure of the world with it. I'm sure it was just the movie. That's probably not what happened in real life, but still. Um, no, he made hot or not. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that part's real. The part that isn't real is they were like, the rest of it made Facebook because he couldn't get any pussy. And yeah. so he like was trying to get laid and it's like, mm. you know, he had a girlfriend the entire fucking time. Like he, he just did this because he's a sociopath. Mm. Well, there you go. But fine. Uh, oldest daughter Maude is fighting with some boy on Facebook. And so when Debbie is at the school, she sees the Facebook boy and is like, listen to you little shit. If you, if you ever call my daughter not hot again, I will cut your dick off and force feed it to your father. Paraphrasing. Uh, little boy starts crying. Did you ever have your parents intervene in your personal life as a child with another child? No, nope. Uh, combine me keeping those two spheres very separate. Um, my parents not being te- very technologically active. My dad got mad once because after Kim Jong Il, Kim Jong Un's father died, I made a Facebook post to like fuck yeah. Uh, it was very gymnastic of me, and I don't know if I stand by that, but he was a dick. Um, free free Korea, and so he's like, don't say that. And I was like, okay. Fine. He was a dictator. Wow. Yeah. That was about it. How about you? So in oh, seventh grade, What'd I you went do? to this, like private Christian middle school for one year because we literally missed the registration for normal public middle school. Somehow. Normal kids school. So I had to leave my middle school that I already was at and go mm-hmm. to this school for a year and then go right back to my normal middle school, which was weird. And so they only had like maybe... 20 kids per grade level and it was one of those like k through 12th grade situations so like mm. all these kids are basically like, they know each other I'm the new weirdo mm. and so like, well, were you the cool kid because you came from public no, school i did not <laughs> i was shunned it was literally shunned the non-believer uh. so, like, they, and like all my classes it was literally just me debating the teacher it was just anyway i, I had like christian science class and i'd be oh, like no evolution and they're like no and like we had to watch an episode of friends as like everyone in friends would burn in hell because they're having premarital sex and like everything that went wrong in the show and why everyone would burn for eternity and it wasn't in your science class i was in religion class no that was in my science class jesus christ because they let the science teacher teach sex ed and his version of teaching sex ed is that uh ross got a woman pregnant out of wedlock and will burn forever 
Anyway, so uh, outside <laughs> of that horror, uh, one of the kids there was like gonna like was trying to fight me or like kick my ass and was like making my life a living hell for a few days. So like, my mom, oh, her heart unhinged went unbeknownst to me oh talked to him and like the parking lot before school started and did like a what she does in this movie which is like i will rip your fucking arms off shove them up your head rip your head up shove it up your ass and then cook you like a you know turkey or something on thanksgiving mm. and then like watch the kid's face slowly react like a child would and was like oh my god i'm an adult and you're a child why am i Oh no! Oh, kill me! Kill me now! Kill me immediately! Kill me! Kill me! Kill me! But did the kid yeah, fuck like, with you after that? Uh oh, Boca. You know what's less cool than standing up to the school bully? Your mother standing up to the... stop bullying you. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't make it better. It makes you the kid whose mom's going to come to your defense. So you're a pussy. So then you have multiple bullies. Except I was 17 feet tall and everyone was four feet tall. Did so you fight? Would ever be a physical? No, I never was in a physical altercation. Based on leverages alone, I think I would have won because everyone's small enough at that age and has mm. the muscle mass that it literally is just my skeleton's larger. But outside of being Jack Skellington, that was the only defense of why my head did not go to the toilet seventh grade. Listen, man, you take that person that wants to hurt you and you hurt them so bad with overwhelming force that they cannot retaliate. If you just punch him one time, you can punch it the next day. You need to punch him 24 times. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, your parents would have given you a pass on that shit. So, well, my mom already took him to pass. So I should have just ended him. But I did later on in life Mm. sleep with who was his girlfriend at that time. So I feel like Jared fights most of his battles with his dick. Uh, I'm scared of it. <laughs> but okay, some form of, and then and he cried after, and she's like, "Why are you crying?" It's like, because Danny, especially Danny, no, but DeVito, I did laugh at the ceiling. I was like laying in bed, and I let out a small giggle, and she's like, "What are you laughing about?" And it was because I fucked Joey's girlfriend. And he said later. nothing. I did say nothing. Oh, okay. Yeah, you actually don't explain because it's like, did you sleep with me just to get back at a kid from middle school? I genuinely didn't, but that was hysterical to think about. <laughs> Psychology is complicated, man. You know, the, the human brain is like the marina trench. There's, there's a lot of shit we don't understand. Should we get to the end of this movie? Yeah, a little bit. Well, let's do it. Okay, so it's Pete's 40th birthday party. Uh, Graham Parker's album sold like under a thousand copies, which is Garbanzo. And even Graham Parker didn't expect that. Um, uh or did, did expect it to do nothing uh the dad wants more money and or you know albert brooks he, he's got nothing going financially um he's like well i can't i can't make wife start working because then we have to pay for child care for three children which is probably more than she would make which is fair everyone don't have more than one child um fine so and, and then oh she Debbie makes the most passive aggressive toast at Pete's 40th birthday oh my god yeah. she was starting shit She's like, it's just a great moment to just forgive everyone. And they're Looking like directly at father. Oh, and, and her we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her actual biological father, who she's estranged from, shows up to this fucking thing. Played by uh we do from Lithgow. the Sun. Oh, yeah. Lithgow? Yeah. Yeah. Um he's like, we should just forgive everybody. And Albert Brooks is like, okay, okay. You want you want to fight? Is that what we're doing today? Yeah. Who do we need to forgive for some shit? Um, and also a piece of why she doesn't understand why you're loan money to families because her father's estranged and wasn't in the picture. It's like, like quite frankly, it's like as an as, as a Nigerian, I'm, I'm fucking American ship. As a Nigerian American, it's like yeah, that's I, I, I sent money back so my grandma could get a car. Like you do that. That's just how family yeah. works. Um, so, but she doesn't get it because she's a wasp. So uh, 
he's like, you know what? You just don't like me because I'm Jewish. Uh, which is like <laughs> they're back and forth. That was so fucking funny. Yeah. She's like, no, 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 we're not playing the Jew card. And then another friend or family member is like, no, you it's never runs out. It's that's the that's the that's the beauty of Point. the Jew card. Yeah, it's it's kind of why it's there. Um and it's it was a bit like, yeah, she's full of not full of shit. But it's like, not now. Don't Fine, if you feel this way, you're not bringing this up on my birthday party. Don't ruin my birthday by starting shit with my father. Um, but still, he lent them a lot of money over an extended period. That $80,000 over... Plus, I would, the IVF he had to have paid for, plus a lot of other bullshit. Like, yeah. And the fact that he also, at some point in this movie, is sick of giving his dad money and doesn't really want it tracked, so he gives him, like, a signed original John Lennon sketch that, like, they used to go... We're, we're supposed to keep it high and tight, but I'm going to make it loose again. Mm. My mom apparently was like telling me this like 10 years ago. She's like, yeah, we really should have bought those John Lennon sketches. Like, I guess they look auctioning them off for like 50 bucks in like the early 90s or something. Mm. late 80s, And like now legit are worth like six to seven figures, depending on the sketch. Nice. And you're just like, fuck. Should have bought Apple stock. Anyway, uh, yeah. he is complaining about the fact that it's too much of a pain in the ass to even sell the fucking things. It's like, dude, can you just do any part of trying to make money of your own? Yeah, not particularly, no. no. But he, it, it, honestly, he gets more of a patch because he's funny. He's great. But yeah. in real life, you're like, okay, but you are a drain on this. And you're, um, listen, if I can afford to, I'm going to cut you off. Sorry. The end. Y'all yeah. tighten up. Um, I would have started there. I know it's your dad, but like, if you think he can afford to live on his own and it would not be literally destitute and that he's just being a pain in the ass, got it. Say, love you. All right. So then, then Pete overhears Debbie talk about her pregnancy and she hadn't told him yet. Um, so he's like, all right, I'm out. Hops on his bike and like just bikes. Um, but then like, he's biking like crazy all over Glendale, Palmdale, Sherman Oaks, whatever. Yeah. They should also sell the house and sell the car and get some more cheaper. Um, he runs into like a car door and they gets punched in the face and the stomach. Yeah. Which is like... a fat man in the stomach. You idiot. You punch him in the nose. Exactly. Did you yeah. watch nothing from the X-Men? Yeah. You go up on the nose, jam that nose into the brain. Yeah. And then you do 25 to life. Listen, who saw it? <laughs> who saw? I feel like when they just see a dead guy with his nose punched. He's not gonna, of a do you think Paul Rudd has got the one punch death kill? No, he doesn't. But they even also, with the uppercut to the nose sense in this movie, because she keeps being like concerned about his dietary things. Because like, he eats like shit and he has high cholesterol. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, but he's also like four pounds. Like, he should have gotten in a little worse shape for this movie. Like, he's lean. They were having a bike ride, fucking bikes a lot every day. It's like I feel like he's burning through this. You know, Michael Phelps had a shit diet when he was swimming, but he's burning through. But the cholesterol, the cholesterol, the number speaks for itself. He took, the, he went to the doctor. Blood test showed high cholesterol. Three hundred. It was over three hundred. And that's, that's insane. Not like it. I don't that's know what how, the number's supposed to be. You know but... how you, that you're becoming an older man? We're both having a serious conversation about cholesterol right now. Oh fucking a. Okay, so moving forward, um, Dad Albert Brooks and Leslie Mann take Paul Rudd to the hospital um, and then they're also like I guess we're going to stay to Paul's actually thrilled to have a third baby um, they reconcile insane um, oh and the movie ends and they see some other white man perform music at the end yeah it's pretty much it oh yeah and then she's like you should sign the other white man because he's like actually has talent and he's like not 75 years old and he's like i might just do that and then you're left with this hub of like maybe he signed someone relevant i thought they were supposed to do a sequel called this is 50 and i would be down for it if they, maybe if they could cut an hour off the runtime 
and but like this same dynamic but with like grandkids i think would be a fun time plus then they can become the parents that no one likes nobody nobody should have grandkids because in in universe it uh mod appetite would be like 23 ish if it came out this year you know old enough they should do this as 60 okay sure it's only like six years away for paul rudd let's do it green light it judd i I gave you the okay i think you're good now whatever um who did you love here uh dad what's his fuck what's his name aaron something out his character's name was aaron in broadcast news oh i remembered something his his actor's name is albert brooks okay albert brooks was dope he was probably my favorite thing um I, was trying to, I thought there was someone else that was funny. And, oh, okay. Super niche. This is the most niche who did you love of anyone mm. in any rom-com that we've done across the entirety of this show. Oh, okay. Um, there's a dude who's a, just like a one-line throwaway extra in this movie who walks into the store. Uh, and like, this is after Paul Rudd's character is like, oh, like she's not wearing underwear. Like that's why she's selling shit. She's up on a high ladder and she has no panties on and you can mm. see her pussy. Mm. And the, mo- the wife gets kind of annoyed, but whatever yeah don't, don't upskirt your employees guy being like she's like yeah like you should really wear something with like green it really brings out your eyes and like you mm-hmm. great this and that and he's like uh, i'll just give you my credit card and you can just buy things and that you think make me look attractive but like the way he delivered that line yeah i, I legit lol'd which like for you know a throwaway <laughs> guy that didn't need to put a little extra on it he put a little extra on it and i see you random extra that probably never worked again i see you Good for him for, for making it. Um, I already mentioned Iris Apatow, Charlotte, the youngest daughter. She was adorable and she was learning the piano. Um, Brooks is Larry. Pete's father was great. Um, we didn't talk about Jason Segel at all. He was both like a, he was Debbie's trainer who wanted to fuck her. It's uh, so fucking funny though that when they're running up there, she has, he has them like running stairs and it's like her and like you're one of her friends or another yeah. or something. And the whole time, because he like wants to fuck Debbie, is like, Debbie's like the after and you're the before, before, after, before, after, before, after, while they're running. And I'm just leave her alone. Dying. Yeah. It's like the least. And then she has this one monologue where she's like, yeah, after my like fourth kid, I just got nerve damage and I can't feel anything. Like I could just throw myself down crotch first on a fire hydrant. I oh Jesus Christ! It was, it was graphic. Like, oh my God! And so I could sit on a cactus. Yeah, it's like this had to have been improv. Like so, yeah. so many scenes in this movie is just like a premise, and then you said, "Just you're all talented. Go yeah. for it." And that's why it goes too long because like half of these things. Like, all right, after the first funny thing they say, next. Okay, let's keep it. the scenery a little bit, but I just love everyone in the movie long enough that I'm like, whatever. I'll, I just like spending time with everyone. Liked it too, but Christ, man, it's over two hours. I know, I know. I know. Okay, um, do they last? One hundred percent. Yeah, they do. It's, it's this, it. this. This movie does a good job of like the tricky part about marriage is you're also become each other's like best friend. So it's like he says a lot of shit to a wife that like. Uh, for when you're early on in a relationship you're like why the fuck would you open your mouth but like he runs to his wife to be like megan fox isn't wearing panties not because he wants to fuck megan fox but in the way that you'd say it to like your best friend is like dude this chick isn't wearing panties what the fuck mm-hmm. like it's just like it's that sort of shit that i yeah. just fucking love that's a nice concept um <laughs> Boga's like it's never gonna be a reality listen them, they won't get me by the way Sorry, I'm uh can't, I'm still on the Wikipedia, right? So I got it open here. It's like, oh, cameos. The the hockey players, I got the names here. Fucking Scott Hartnell, Ian Lapierre, James Van Rhymesdick, and Matt Carl. Carl, yeah, they played for like Tampa Bay Lightning and for the Avalanche and for the Blue Jackets. Anywho, that was bothering me. Do you feel better? I do. Cool. Um, rate this movie. 
Fuck, man. This is like an 8.8 for me. Like, it's oh, like, you I really liked the, it. I enjoy the fuck out of this movie. Like, I'd watch it again right fucking now as like <laughs> wallpaper that makes me feel form and, warm and fuzzy on the inside. It's probably an, like, it's probably a seven and a half, but it's an eight and a half or 8.8 in like the how much do I fuck with this movie uh, scale. I give it a seven, 7.3. The funny thing is, Streets didn't love it. You know, uh, Streets, I don't even know that. The, 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 the Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 51% approval rating. Wow. What does the audience give it? Uh, let me get a, let me pull it up. But just, yeah, it, it all comes back to being way too fucking long. It is, it is pretty fucking long. Yeah. It's indulgent as fuck. Yeah. So, like on Rotten Tomatoes, this is 40. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tomato meter. So, like people, critics who should have, who deserve to have an opinion, uh, 51%. Listen, audiences are dumb. CBS is the number one network in America. NCIS is still going. You know, if Boca was the leader of a country, exactly how it would go down based on his opinion of Rotten Tomatoes. The government officials belong to be in power. We're the smart ones. The cattle needed to, needs to be herded. Time out. Okay. The people don't know what they want. Boca knows all. Pop culture wise, sure. Uh, Earth wise, I, I can back up off of that. Okay. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you want more young Sheldon? Dude, you have to be reasonably lobotomized or actively in a coma. They have CBS has to have a deal with every hospital of anyone that cannot work a remote mm-hmm. that they have to by default have the TVs turned to CBS, and that's why they're the number one rated. And, and, and also a smidge of credit when you work a job that is actually tiring, you do want to come home and just watch something that you don't have to think about. We have streaming now. Like, how do you? Because still, yeah, I mean, because also only old people watch cable or only old people watch uh, network television. You can put on, like, what's the dumbest fucking thing on streaming? Like, is it Jackass? Like, you could watch that or Jackass. Well, not even Jackass (laughs) is like, you're like, oh, shit, he got hit in the dick. It upsets me. This is cake is literally like, is it a basketball or is it cake? And it's watching watching an adult human being who presumably graduated high school bite things. Idiocracy was a documentary. This planet cannot be saved. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) 7.3. Uh, shit, I don't know what we're watching next week. Um, but if you want to find out sooner rather than later, go to twitter.com um, at podcast bromance, Instagram at podcast bromance. Find me on Twitter, Instagram at Bocala Boca. That's B O K A L A B O C A. Find Garrett on Instagram, GD Ballet. That's two T's, two other L's. letters. Yeah, two everything's L's. doubled. It's really annoying. It's not that bad. I've gotten used to typing it. Okay, well, look at that. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and thank you everyone for making it this far. Thank you for listening. Um, tune in. This is the final season asterisk. So yeah, catch all you can.